باب الحديث يعني بعد ركعتي الفجر حديث talking when Imam Bukhari means بعد ركعتي الفجر after the two rakat of fajr it was proven in the previous hadith also right from the way of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam but it is further clarified over here that it is permissible to talk after the two sunnah of fajr حدثنا علي بن عبد الله حدثنا سفيان قال ابو النضر عن ابي سلمه عن عائشه رضي الله عنها عائشه رضي الله عنها reported that ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam كان يصلي ركعتين he would perform two rak'ah فان كنت مستيقظه if i was awake حدثني he would talk to me. وَإِلَّا And if not, meaning if I was sleeping, اِطَّجْعَ He would lie down. قُلْتُ لِسُفْيَانِ فَإِنَّ بَعْضَهُمْ يَرْوِيهِ رَكَعَتَيِ الْفَجْرِ قَالَ سُفْيَانُ هُوَ ذَاكَ It's a little different? Okay, what do you have? Okay, ذَلِك ذَلِك ذَاكَ Same thing. Okay, it means that. So, Sufyan, the narrator said to Sufyan that some people relate it as the two rak'at of fajr. Because you see, in the words of the hadith, it says, Yusalli rak'atain. Right? So, the one who is being informed of this hadith is confirming, you mean the two rak'at of fajr, right? And Sufyan said, yes, it is the two rak'at of fajr. That is how it is. باب تعاهد ركعتي الفجر ومن سماهما تطوعا تعاهد تعاهد is from عهد what does عهد mean a promise a covenant now تعاهد is to make a habit of doing something how is that related to عهد because it's like an عهد that you have made with yourself that I am always going to do this I'm not going to leave it it's when you make a habit. So, ta'ahudi rak'ati al-fajri, being in the habit of praying the two rak'at of fajr, meaning always performing them, never leaving them, whether at home or while traveling. Woman sammahuma tatawwu'an. And those who called these two rak'at, tatawwu' voluntary. So, in other words, what Imam Bukhari is clarifying over here is that while it is very important to observe these two rak'at, you should still remember that they are not fard. They're not wajib. They are tatawur. They are voluntary. So if, for example, if a person is unwell, all right, and they're not able to get up in time and pray the two rak'at, they barely have the energy to pray two rak'at of fajr, the fard. Is that okay? Yes. But it should not be a habit that every day, every day, a person is leaving the sunnah. Okay. Sometimes leaving it, understandable. But leaving it completely, that would not be correct. حدثنا بيان بن عمر حدثنا يحيى بن سعيد حدثنا ابن جريج عن عطاء عن عبيد بن عمير عن عائشة رضي الله عنها عائشة رضي الله عنها reported قالت لم يكن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم على شيء من النوافل الشد منه تعاهدا على ركعته الفجر Aisha anha reported that لم يكن النبي The Prophet ﷺ was not على شَيْءٍ مِنَ النَّوَافِلِ Over any of the voluntary prayers أَشَدَّ مِنْهُ تَعَاهُدًا More regular in observing them 
over the two rakat of fajr. Meaning, the way he always observed these two rakat, he did not observe any other voluntary prayer like that. In other words, he never left it. Never left it. This was his habit. So this hadith shows us the importance of these two rakat. If the Prophet ﷺ would never leave them, yes, it's not fault, but it's not something that can be abandoned completely. And we see that the Prophet ﷺ did pay special attention to these two rakat in that he made them khas. How did he make them khas? Because he would always observe them. Okay? Khas as in special, special significance. How did he give special significance to these rakat? Firstly, the fact that he always observed them. Right? Secondly, he mentioned their virtue. And what is the virtue of these two rakat? That they are better than the world and whatever that is in it. Better than the world and whatever that is in it. And how long does it take to perform these two rakat? Not very long at all. Because thirdly, we see that he made these two rakat khas by performing them with takhfif. What does takhfif mean? To make something light. Meaning very short, very quick. Very short and quick. As we will see in the next bab, that sometimes Aisha radiallahu anha would wonder, did he even pray Surah Al-Fatiha? Meaning he prayed it so quickly that you would wonder if he even prayed Surah Al-Fatiha. So we see that the Prophet ﷺ attached special importance to these two rak'at. Now the question is, Bab ma yuqra'u fi rak'atayil fajri. What should be recited in the two rak'at of fajr? So what is the answer? What should be recited in the first rak'at? Surah Al-Kafirun. Qul ya ayyuhal kafirun. In the second rak'at? Surah Al-Ikhlas, Qul Huwallahu Ahad. That's it? Or is there any other surah or part of the Qur'an which we can recite in these two rakat? I mean, you can, technically, but what is proven from the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? In these two rakat, Surah Al-Imran, those verses he would recite, the last verse of Surah Ali Imran, when he would wake up in the night before starting the night prayer. This is after completing the night prayer, after the time of Fajr has begun, now he's performing two rakah. What would he recite? Inshallah, I'll tell you. Bab ma yuqra'u. What should be recited? Fi rak'atayi al-fajri in the two rak'at of Fajr. Meaning, what did the Prophet ﷺ recite in these two sunnah prayers? حدثنا عبد الله بن يوسف قال أخبرنا مالك عن هشام بن عروة عن أبيه عن عائشة رضي الله عنها قالت she said كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي بالليل ثلاث عشرة ركعة she said that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم would recite thirteen ركعات in the night. ثم يصلي إذا سمع النداء بالصبح. Then he would pray again when he would hear the call of Fajr. The call of the morning meaning the Adhan of Fajr. So he would pray two rak'at after the Adhan of Fajr. Rak'atain khafifatain. Two rak'at which were khafif. Khafif, short and quick. Very light. 
not lengthy, not heavy, very quick. So, Imam Bukhari is not mentioning what exactly should be recited here, is he? But he's mentioning a hadith from which we learn that whatever is recited should be very, should be very short. Okay. Let's see what he says in the next hadith. حدثنا محمد بن بشار قال حدثنا محمد بن جعفر حدثنا شعبة عن محمد بن عبد الرحمن عن عمته عمرة عن عائشة رضي الله عنها. Do you see something here? Who is narrating the hadith from Aisha رضي الله عنها? عمرة. Okay. عمرة عن عائشة. Who is عمرة? Man or woman? Woman. Okay? And then Amra is narrating this hadith to who? Muhammad ibn Abdul Rahman. Okay? Because she was the Ammah, the aunt of Muhammad bin Abdul Rahman. Okay? So Amra is a tabi'iyya and she learned the hadith from Aisha radiallahu anha. Qalat, she said, Kana Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would, Ha وَحَدَّثَنَا أَحْمَدُ بْنُ يُونُسَ What does this ha mean? Ha, it means tahwil. Okay, it's an abbreviation for the word tahwil. And what does tahwil mean? To turn. So Imam Bukhari is mentioning one narration, and now he's mentioning another narration. He, he says, وَحَدَّثَنَا أَحْمَدُ بْنُ يُونُسَ حَدَّثَنَا زُهَيْرٌ حَدَّثَنَا يَحْيَى هُوَ بْنُ سَعِيدٍ عَنْ مُحَمَّدِ بْنِ عَبْدِ الرَّحْمَانِ عَنْ عَمْرَةَ عَنْ عَائِشَةَ So he's combining over here two chains that go up to, that meet later. Okay? So the hadith is, قَالَتْ She said, كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would يُخَفِّفُ الرَّكْعَتَيْنِ اللَّتَيْنِ قَبْلَ الصَّلَاةِ الصُّبْحِ He would يُخَفِّفُ Lighten the two rak'at Which two rak'at? اللَّتَيْنِ The two which are قَبْلَ الصَّلَاةِ الصُّبْحِ Before the subh prayer, the fajr prayer. Meaning the sunnah, he would pray it very light. حَتَّى إِنِّي لَأَقُولُ Until I would say هَلْ قَرَأَ بِأُمِّ الْكِتَابِ did he even recite the Ummul Kitab? Ummul Kitab is Surah Al-Fatiha. So it would be so short and quick that she would wonder, did he even recite Surah Al-Fatiha? You see, these two rak'at, what we learn from both of these hadith is that they were very short and quick. And this is how you can always perform them. Always, because you know that it's not going to take very long. It's going to take you barely two or three minutes. So when you know it's not going to take very long, you can always perform it. You can make it a habit. Right? Now again, this hadith does not mention which surahs exactly the Prophet ﷺ recited or recommended that we should recite. But what is proven is that these two rakat were very short. So you can recite the shortest surahs that you know. But what did he recite? Two things we learn about. Firstly, what you mentioned, Surah Al-Kafirun and Surah Al-Ikhlas. And there is another hadith in Muslim on the authority of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would recite in the two rak'at of Fajr, قُولُوا آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ which is 
Al-Latif al-Baqarah, which is in Surah al-Baqarah. Do you know which ayah is that? It is towards the end of the first juz. So open it up. Open it up. Did you know about this? That he would recite this ayah in the two rakat of Fajr, of Sunnah? This is a hadith in Muslim. Forgotten Sunnah. One hundred and thirty-six. So open it up. So one ayah. All right. This ayah. Now what you have to do is, your homework is that you have to write this entire ayah in your book, in your notes. Okay? You have to write this ayah. Because when you will write it, it will come out of your hand. Insha'Allah, it will be easy for you to remember it also and memorize it. And your goal is that you have to memorize this ayah, inshallah. The hadith continues that وَفِي Ukhra And in the second rak'ah, he would recite أَلَّتِي فِي آلِ Imran, The verse which is in Ali Imran. And he قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى And that is the statement of Allah the Exalted that قُلْ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ تَعَالَوْ إِلَى كَلِمَةٍ سَوَاء بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمْ You know that ayah? It is in Surah Ali Imran. So who will find it? Find the number of the ayah. I can tell you, but I want you to go through the surah. You found it? قُلْ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ تَعَالَوْا إِلَىٰ كَلِمَةٍ سَوَاءٍ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمْ Found it? It's not towards the end of the surah. It's in the 64. Okay? So make note of this also. Verse 64 of Surah Ali Imran. This is a hadith in Muslim. One ayah in each rak'ah. Okay? So in the first one, قُولُوا آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ The one of Surah Baqarah. And in the other one, قُلْ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ تَعَالَوْا إِلَىٰ كَلِمَةٍ سَوَاءٍ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمْ In the second rak'ah. Okay? Yes. That's the thing. Because this salah is exceptionally short. So only one ayah is being recited. And if you look at the ayah, the ayah itself is not very short. How many lines is it? Three? Three and a half? Right? So it's similar to the length of Surah Ikhlas. Isn't it? Similar in length. Okay. So your homework is that you have to write down both of these verses and inshallah, memorize them. And renew the sunnah also. Practice this sunnah also. That sometimes Surah Kafirun and Surah Ikhlas and sometimes... These two ayat. Bab ma jaa fi tatawwuri mathna mathna. You might wonder, like, why is the order different? Right? I have a different version. You have a different version. Why is that so? Because you see, books were not printed like in bulk. How were they taken? How would people get their copies of Bukhari? They would have to write it down themselves. Okay. So, and they couldn't just write it down like that. They would have to go to a teacher who is narrating Sahih Bukhari, sit with him, hear from him, and write. So this is why we find different manuscripts. Now the hadith were not just written, they were also memorized. You know how we recite, how we memorize the Qur'an in its order? Just like that, the muhaddithun would memorize the hadith in the right order also. Okay? But of course, they're human beings, so sometimes there are slight differences. Slight differences. And 
that's perfectly fine because it's not like a part of it has been eliminated. No, it's all there just in a slightly different order. So bab maja'a fi at-tatawwu'i mathna mathna. What has been narrated regarding the voluntary prayers that how it should be mathna mathna. What does mathna mathna mean? In twos. Meaning, voluntary prayer should be performed in sets of two. Meaning, after every two rak'at, what do you do? You say the salam. Now, whether you are performing this voluntary prayer in the night, or you're performing this voluntary prayer in the daytime. Remember this rule. Voluntary prayer is always in sets of two rak'at. You don't pray three, you don't pray four, you pray two Alright? Meaning after every two, you must say the salam. Okay? What's the proof of that? وَيُذْكَرُوا ذَلِكَ عَنْ عَمَّارٍ وَأَبِي ذَرٍ وَأَنَسٍ وَجَابِرِ بْنِ زَيْدٍ وَإِكْرِمَةَ وَالزُّهْرِيِّ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ Imam Bukhari mentions that this has been reported by all of these companions and tabi'un. This was their opinion. That when it comes to voluntary prayer, it's always in sets of two. وَقَالَ يَحْيَى بْنُ سَعِيدٍ الْأَنصَارِيُّ And Yahya bin Sa'id al-Ansari said that مَا أَدْرَقْتُ فُقَهَاءَ أَرْضِنَا I have not come across any fuqaha fuqaha as in scholars of the fiqh of ardina of our land. Our land, he's referring to Medina because that is where he was from. Meaning I have not come across any scholar of Medina إِلَّا يُسَلِّمُونَ فِي كُلِّ ثْنَتَيْنِ مِنَ النَّهَارِ Except that they would say the salam after every two rak'at even during the day. Meaning, the people of Medina, it has always been their habit, that, or the scholars of Medina, it was their habit, that even if they were performing voluntary prayer during the day, they would say the salam after two rak'at. They would not pray four with one taslim. You understand? They would not pray three, they would not pray four, they would pray two. Alright? And if they had to pray four, what would they do? They would break it down into sets of two. So two rak'at, salam. Another two rak'at, salam. Now, with regards to the night prayer, it is agreed upon. Because the Prophet ﷺ clearly instructed that you pray two, 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 two. Right? But when it comes to the voluntary prayer during the day, the scholars did differ over this. Some allowed that it can be prayed in sets of four with one taslim, and some said no. It can only be in sets of two. Right? And this is the more dominant opinion. And even with regards to the sunnah before zuhr. Right? The sunnah before zuhr. How much is that? Four rakat. Right? So, with regards to that, there is one narration which tells us that it was four rak'at with one salam. Okay? And there is a narration in Sahih Muslim which tells us that it was four rak'at with two taslim. What does that mean? In sets of two. And this is a narration by Aisha radiallahu anha. So again what this shows us is that we can do both. We can sometimes pray four with one taslim and sometimes we can break it down into two and two. Alright? But this is the only place where the voluntary prayer of the daytime is in four rak'at. But the general rule is that after every two you must say the salam. 
حدثنا قتيبة قال حدثنا عبد الرحمن بن أبي الموالي عن محمد بن المنكدر عن جابر بن عبد الله رضي الله عنهما قال كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يعلمنا الاستخارة Jabir radiallahu anhu said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam would teach us the istikhara fil umur in the matters. Meaning he would instruct us to perform istikhara in order to decide what we should do. Now what does istikhara mean? The word istikhara. It's on istif'al. And istif'al shows us the meaning of seeking. So istikhara literally means to seek what is khair. To seek what is good. What does that mean? It means that you are seeking Allah's help in choosing one of the two or three or four affairs that you are confused about. Right? But you are seeking His help in choosing what is khair, what is more good. So for example, should you travel this year or next year? Right? You're like, okay, both have their pros and cons. Right? But definitely one will have more khayr than the other. Now you don't know because you haven't seen the future. And and you won't know until you actually travel. Right? So then what do you do? You do istikhara. You're asking Allah's help to help you choose what is khayr, what is, what is better. Okay? Also, istikhara, you're seeking good, meaning you're asking Allah for goodness in what you are deciding to do. So what happens is that now you are sure that, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to travel this year, not the next year, for example. Right? So now you, you pray istikhara that make it good, O Allah. And still, if it's not good for me, turn it away from me. Okay, so the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam would teach the Sahaba istikhara fil umur in their matters, kama yu'allimuna surata min al-Quran, just as he would teach us a surah of the Quran. He gave it equal importance. Do we give equal importance to istikhara? Like seriously, how often do we pray istikhara? We will only when we think of istikhara, we only think of marriage. And we think, okay, I'm already married, you know, so no need for istikhara for me. No. He would teach them istikhara like he would teach them the Qur'an. Which means anything major that you're about to do in your life, you must seek khair from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You must seek His help. يَقُولُ He would say, إِذَا هَمَّ أَحَدُكُمْ بِالْأَمْرِ When one of you intends with regards to a certain affair, Meaning you make the intention to do it. And when is it that you would make the intention to do something? After you have given thought, after you have researched, after you have discussed, right? Then you do istikhara. You understand? Istikhara is after istishara. This is the general rule. What is istishara? That you consult people. It doesn't mean that you consult every random person. No, you consult the concerned people. You discuss the matter with them. You take their opinion. Alright? You do your research. And then, when you're confident about a particular matter, then you pray istikhara. You understand? 
what happens is that we think istikhara comes like, okay, I have done no research, I have not consulted anybody, I'm going to do istikhara and I should see a dream. And then my dream should tell me what I should do. You have to do your part. You have to do your part. And that is, you consult people, you do your research, and then you do istikhara. So, إِذَا هَمَّ أَحَدُكُمْ بِالْأَمْرِ فَلْيَرْكَعْ رَكْعَتَيْنِ How to do istikhara? He should pray two raka'ah. مِنْ غَيْرِ الْفَرِيضَةِ Which are not farida, Meaning, don't consider the two raka'at of fajr, right? Of fard, as istikhara. That, okay, I just prayed two raka'at of fajr. So you know what? I'll just say the dua of istikhara right now. No. This is separate, two raka'ah. That are performed especially for istikhara. ثُمَّ لِيَقُلْ Then he should say, after the salah, the dua of istikhara. Why pray two raka'ah? Why? Because when you perform salah, then salah is a means of taqarrub ila Allah. Right? It's a means of drawing close to Allah. It's a way of tawassul. Drawing close to Allah in order that your dua be accepted. Right? And also, salah is a means of forgiveness. So you do something to seek forgiveness and then you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what you need. So he should say, Allahumma inni astakhiruka bi'ilmik. Oh Allah, indeed I astakhiruka bi'ilmik. What does it mean by astakhiruka? That I seek khair from you. Between these two affairs, that you guide me towards khair al-amrain, the better of the two affairs. So, astakhiruka, how? Bi'ilmika. By your knowledge. Because you know what is better. You know what is best. Wa astakdiruka biqudratik. Astakdiruka, what does that mean? That I request you to make me qadir. I seek qudra from you. I seek ability from you. Meaning, I ask you that you make me able to do what is best. You give me the ability to choose what is best. And then to carry it out also. Biqudratik, by your qudra, meaning you have qudra, so oh Allah, you give me qudra too. You have ability, so you give me the ability to choose what is best, to take the right course of action. وَأَسْأَلُكَ مِنْ فَضْلِكَ الْعَظِيمِ And I ask you of your great favor, فَإِنَّكَ تَقْدِرُ وَلَا أَقْدِرُ Because indeed you have qudra. What does qudra mean? Ability. And I do not have ability. What does that mean? We have no ability to do anything? Well, of course we do. But our ability is limited compared to the ability of Allah, which is unlimited. And if we do have the strength to do anything, that is also because He gave it to us in the first place. فَإِنَّكَ تَقْدِرُ وَلَا أَقْدِرُ وَتَعْلَمُ وَلَا أَعْلَمُ You know and I do not know. Does that mean we don't know anything? No. Just like our ability is limited, our knowledge is also limited. We can only do what Allah enables us to do. And we can only know what Allah teaches us. وَأَنْتَ عَلَّامُ الْغُيُوبِ And you are the knower of the unseen. الْغُيُوبِ is a plural of غَيْب. What is ghayb that? Which is hidden. So al-ghayyub, all matters that are hidden. And remember ghayb is sometimes nisbi. And other matters are kulli. Ghayb kulli is absolute unseen whose knowledge is with Allah alone. 
No human being knows it, no angel knows it. For example, when the day of judgment is going to be. But then there is nisbi ghayb also. What is nisbi? Relative. Meaning, you may know of something that I have no idea about. You understand? It's hidden from me, but not hidden from you. Alamul ghuyub, you are the knower of all the unseens. Meaning there is nothing that is hidden from you. You know the present, the future, and the past. We may only know the present, a little bit of the present. We may only remember a little bit of the past. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the past, the present, and the future. Allahumma in kunta ta'lamu, O Allah, if you know, and of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows, that anna hadha al-amra khayrul li, that this matter is good for me. Which matter? The one that I have decided to do. Okay? The one that I have decided to do. So for example, you did your research and you decided, okay, I'll go with guy A and not guy B, for example. Or I will travel this year and not next year. So you have made your decision based on based on consultation and research. So now you're praying that, Oh Allah, if this matter is good for me, khayrulli fi dini, with respect to my deen, my religion, wa ma'ashi, and my world, wa aqibati amri, and the consequence of my affair, meaning in the future also it will be good for me, aw qala ajili amri wa ajilihi, slightly different wording, faqdurhuli wa yassirhuli, if it's good for me, then decree it for me, and make it easy for me, thumma barikli fi, and then put baraka in it for me, bless it for me. وَإِن كُنْتَ تَعْلَمُ أَنَّ هَذَا الْأَمْرَ شَرٌ لِي And if you know, and Allah of course knows, that this matter is bad for me. Which matter? The one that I am leaning towards. What I am leaning towards, you know that it's bad for me. فِي دِينِي وَمَعَاشِي وَعَقِبَةِ أَمْرِي With respect to my religion, my life, my livelihood, and, and the consequence of my affair. أَوْ قَالَ فِي عَاجِلِ أَمْرِي وَآجِلِهِ فَاصْرِفْهُ عَنِّي Then turn it away from me. وَاصْرِفْنِي عَنْهُ And turn me away from it. Turn it away from me. Meaning that even if I'm going towards it, don't let it happen. Or turn me away from it. Meaning, turn my heart away from it. So, I don't go towards it, I don't want it, I turn towards something else. وَقْدُرْ لِيَ الْخَيْرَ حَيْثُ كَانَ And then decree for me something good, حَيْثُ كَانَ from wherever. I leave it to you, I rely on you. That if you turn this away from me, then you will certainly bring me something else that is much better. And then, ثُمَّ أَرْضِنِي And then make me happy. قَالَ وَيُسَمِّ حَاجَتَهُ He said, and he should name his need. هَذَا الْأَمْرُ The words هَذَا الْأَمْرُ Alright, this matter. Over there, a person should name, should mention their need. Alright? Whatever that need is. And if you don't know how to say it, because you're too shy to even take the name of the person, or you don't know how to put it in, in wording, then you can just say هَذَا الْأَمْرُ And in your heart, you know what you mean. And Allah knows what you mean. Now why is Imam Bukhari mentioning this hadith over here, the dua of istikhara? Because the two rak'ah of istikhara. So even if you're doing istikhara, you perform two rak'ah. And that is the way that nafil prayer is performed in sets of two. Allahumma wafiqna lima tuhibbu wa tarda. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha illa anta. أستغفرك وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته